0: Blog Talk radio. I want to speak to you, about two other conversations. That the Lord is speaking to this church. But before I do that, I want to recap a little bit on what the Lord said. The Lord said that the hour has changed in the church. And now righteousness will be important. He also said that there will be zero tolerance to sin. The Lord also said said that at this hour in the church the biggest role of the priesthood is to prepare the bride of christ he father said that there are signs that tell us that the dispensation has changed it tells us that the season has changed. And it say that if the birds in the sky are able to detect that the season has changed and make the relevant changes in their lives, then how much more the church? And in that conversation, the Lord said that you preparing for his coming, it is not a right. It is just the grace that he has poured on you. Because he says some other generations, they lived just casual in sin in the church and died and yet for you now you are receiving this message which is going to redirect your walk with Christ from this day on and the Lord said that in the past you in this country In the past, you may have abused the grace of the Lord. But he said, now we cannot abuse the grace of the Lord anymore. Because knowledge has come to you and the Lord said that in looking at the garment that the church is wearing in Botswana that you see the following you see compromise Christians have compromised and he said that when you look at the life of the Christian in Botswana, it is synonymous with the unborn again, the heathen. And he said that when that takes place, it is an automatic trigger that should tell us to re-examine our walk with Christ and in that message the Lord also said that the joy of heaven on the day, the glorious day of the Lamb is dependent on you Meaning, you cannot take your salvation for granted. And the Lord said that because heaven depends on your salvation, now it is time for you then to make sure that you understand the gravity of you are being born again today, <inaudible> and he dramatized here that Paul, Peter, John, the first beautiful church, and the prophets, they are watching and waiting for this church to enter to finish the to cross the finishing line. So your salvation is not your salvation. Your salvation belongs to the body of Christ. Your salvation indeed belongs to the Lord. So He is asking us to walk with fear and diligence before the Lord and is is asking us to make sure that we understand that we are part of the body of Christ. If you don't enter, Jesus will be put to shame. If you don't enter, Jesus will be put to shame. That is what the Lord said here. And the other thing the Lord said is that at this hour, it will not matter what anybody else says. It will not matter what somebody else may say. But he said at this hour, you should make personal choice to walk with Jesus and there are some points and one of them says that learn to stand alone even in the church and so he is saying that the church in Botswana cannot say look, we failed, we fell because our pastor fell if the pastor's wives do not know how to dress holy then the young girls in the church don't have to go to hell. Did you understand the message? If the pastor's wife does not teach long dressing, then our daughters don't have to go to hell. Our daughters can refuse. And, and prepare for the kingdom of God. That's what the Lord is saying here. He's saying if your pastor has fallen, you don't have to fall. If the church in Gaborone has fallen, this church does not have to fall. Did you understand the message I'm talking about? and that's why the lord is saying that now we have to live in the fear of the lord and among the last things the lord said here is that heaven is open and that means the preparation of the garment is essentially the preparing of the new wine skin in Kenya, they took some time to prepare that wine skin. Kenya I went from village to village. The Lord made me a primitive preacher. I am a primitive preacher. I am a rural primitive preacher.. I love preaching in the village. And so I went from village to village preaching repentance. And then people began to wear sack clothes. You take a bag, a bag for carrying maize in this modern era and they, you, you, take, you turn it upside down then, then you cut one place another for the hand and another for the head and the village women began to wear gani bags, sacks they began to wear those sacks the village men began to wear them but the professors of universities came out and started wearing them professors of universities and then the senior doctors began to wear the senior lawyers began to wear them you can imagine for yourself how modern Botswana has become. You can imagine when if all of you now here walk out with sacks and some of them are torn. You can imagine what will be said so you can imagine for yourself what was said but they knew what they were doing they said it does not matter what the world says the Lord has commanded that we repent and and wear the sack clothes and when they did that little did they know that I had seen the big revival coming and that's why I told them now wear the sackcloth blood is coming to flow but don't worry wear the sackcloth because these things must happen but the Messiah still comes so those sacks and these people you still have them in your home but to, but they, they, they kept them very well those bags little did they know that later now they became the vessel that the Lord filled with the new glory it is tremendous they now became the new vessels for the new glory which is the exaltation of the purpose of repentance before the lord and so i want to continue from there i am (laughs) describing a vision I am now describing a vision. The the reason I describe the visions to the details is because, first of all, to clean out the lies from the church. To give you power. That even you, when somebody comes and says, the Lord said, the Lord said, you can ask him, excuse me, sir, can you describe to me that vision? Uh, Excuse me, sir. Can you describe for me that vision? Because I want you to understand one thing. These visions do not belong to me. Uh, these visions are for you, the church. I am just a tube, a vessel for conductance, for transmitters. The only way the Lord can give me more visions is, is if I continue to transmit faithfully everything. Whether it is bitter, or sweet, or sour, it does not matter. Because the message is not mine. I cannot change the message. The day I change the message, the Lord will remove me. And strike me and send somebody else to Botswana to make sure that it is said straight. Because the church must prepare, she must prepare. There must be a bride. And that's why I am describing these visions faithfully to you. They are not mine. You cannot even write a book and sell it. You cannot. Because 7,000 have not yet bowed. Oh yes, there are 7,000 who have not yet worshipped Baal if you think you are alone you are mistaken so for me if I fool the rules are very clear for me if I fool around he will strike me and remove me and pick one out of the seven thousand and send to Mahalapye. To send to Mahalapia faithful, to speak it with fidelity. Okay, now listen to this. Now listen to me very carefully. It was at about 5.38 a.m. in the morning. I had gone to India. In the the city of Hyderabad, to announce to them that the Messiah is coming, and to tell them to stop worshipping idols, to tell them that the Messiah died for them also. And when I went to Hyderabad, then the lord spoke to me from there this vision i'm describing about 5:38 a.m in the morning the lord showed me a thick darkness in the sky and it was Very, very, very thick darkness. It looked to me more like it was 11 p.m. That type of darkness. And then, all of a sudden, in that vision, Heaven opened into the dark sky. So again, heaven opened into the thick dark sky. And when heaven opened, look at what happened. As I was looking at the open heaven, seeing the glory beginning to come down, then all of a sudden, a huge golden clock a very huge rich golden clock very expensive it's the way it looks I still see it even here as I talk about it it was reddish brown gold as the glory had just begun to come out and then all of a sudden, the golden clock was lowered like this. Lowered like, like this, like this, like this. Let me repeat this. Heaven opened. The glory began to come out. And as the glory just began to come out, then to my shock. A huge golden clock was lowered like this. Down, down, like Shaking, 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 like this. And then it hung there like this. So, in that vision, I then looked at the clock. The face of the clock. But when I looked at the face of the clock. And I traced the hour hand. And the second hand. Then I found that they were like this. I found that. It was one minute to midnight. And I want you to appreciate that this message comes late to you, late to Botswana, late, because that was 3rd of May 2007. So you can imagine how late it is. But anyhow, it was one minute to midnight. But what made me panic? is the following. When I looked at the second hand, the long red one, I saw that it was moving very fast like that you know then the Lord made me know that when it strikes midnight the Messiah comes so I was afraid and in that vision I panicked and then when I panicked all of a sudden, the same clock, big, big in the sky. It became a semi-circle writing. It became a writing that followed the same demarcation, the same dimension of the clock, but it was now covered by the cloud and semi can Yan Namukwala on the Mutamaya Le Waxia may and will but listen to this. So the clock now became half clock. Because the clouds covered the lower part. But the dimensions of the clock, the semicircle that remained, it converted into a writing on the sky, a writing in the sky. And it was two types of writing. It, it was the first writing which was above in caption, capital letters. Bigger, capital letters and bigger. And the one that was below was capital letters but smaller. What did the writing say? Look at how beautiful! You can imagine the stunning vision. You can imagine how my heart must have been throbbing in that vision. The first one up said, "Jesus of Nazareth." Just so one Nazareth, and the lower one said, "Is coming." Then I woke up. Ever since that day, I began running until today I am here. But listen to me, precious people. What is the message of the Lord in the vision of the midnight clock? To the church in Botswana. I think that is the most important right now. Why am I here? Have I come just to see your beautiful cities, beautiful roads? I really appreciate your roads. But what is the message of the Lord? If I have brought that message, To the church in Botswana. Step by step. I want you to make sure you follow baby steps. Step by step. Number one. Before I go to scripture. Number one. Every time. It is one minute to midnight. One minute to midnight. Meaning 11:59 p.m. Then look, praise. It means the old day is gone. Then behold. The new day has arrived. That, that is just a common thing for all of us. You know. That is not magical, it's not anything. He says, Every time it is one minute to midnight, the old day is gone and behold the new day has arrived and you have been disarmed meaning you have no power to control that clock you cannot run and say no i am not ready i want to hold it which means you have no control over the clock. And that means you have to conform to the requirements of that time. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you I met you yesterday. But today I see you are dressed very differently. And yesterday you are dressed differently. People prepare. In the physical realm. You find people going home tonight. And they say, what will I wear tomorrow? And people prepare. But They always prepare. They say, tomorrow, uh, let me look for a clean skirt, a clean jacket, a clean watch, whatever, shoes. People always prepare for a new day. And that's why, Do you take to the dry cleaning your jackets? If you can take to the dry cleaner and polish your shoes and take another tie to prepare for a new day Which is just a 24 hour cycle. Only 24 hours. Then how much more? Do you need to prepare for a new day? Which is eternity. Did you understand? Because I'm saying, Gary. That if you are looking for clean shoes, clean suit, clean shirt. How about I... And that's why I am saying... In normal circumstances... People prepare for so a new day which is only 24 hours cycle. Ha, this is a powerful message right like someone, because you find the shoes the shirt the what it's a lot of effort a, a lot lemon, of personal effort how much more than do you need to put a lot of personal effort to prepare for eternity of the eternities did you understand number two listen very carefully and i want to bring you to the bible the bible is our only point of reference when the Lord has spoken said that if we will align it with scripture then we go to that scripture and read that scripture. Then we will be able to pull out the message for the church. Then we will get the message for the church. When Israel was in Egypt, because I am going to look at the Bible, what does the Bible say about the midnight hour? And what can we learn from there, borrow from there? how to prepare for Jehovah's Midnight Hour. And the Bible says, that when Israel was in Goshen, when Israel was in Egyptian slavery, when they were in Egypt, when the burden of their slave masters was very heavy on them, They were crying out, they were being abused, they were being defiled, they were being finished, destroyed, Destroyed. to the extent that if you gave birth to a baby boy, the boy was supposed to be killed so when the cruelty of the slave masters in egypt became too heavy Then Israel, the house of Jacob, Began to cry out to Jehovah. And when they began to cry out to the God of Jacob, This is what happened then. When they began to cry out to Jehovah, Listen to this everybody. When Israel in slavery, Israel to go in, in Egypt cried out to Jehovah, then Jehovah. He said, that their cry has reached his ears. And he said, if their cry has reached his ears, he said, he has decided that he is willing to go and deliver them. And he said, when he goes to deliver them, he had to raise for them a prophet. So he raised Moses, the man of God. But we are going to learn a few things on this vision of the midnight clock from the encounter of Israel with the midnight hour. He told Moses, That God tells the house of Jacob. That I am ready to deliver them. And when I come to deliver them. I want the following. I want them to know. That I must come at the midnight hour. Number two. He said, if I come at the midnight hour, then they must prepare for the midnight hour. That is why your Bible has this. That's why you have this in your Bible, the Old Testament. It was not put there as ornamental value it was not put like a maridadi on a beautiful something to admire to put there and admire It, it was put there as the living word of God that even you may derive from it when the hour arrives And he told Moses that when the midnight hour arrives the house of Jacob must prepare for the midnight hour number three however when they prepare for the midnight hour this is what the house of Jacob must do number four what they must do is this Uh, when the midnight hour is just about they must now take a perfect lamb Without defect, without deformity, without mistake, without error, without blemish. And they must take that perfect lamb when the midnight is near. And they must slaughter it. And then they must now take the perfect blood of the perfect lamb and take it and sprinkle it on the doorframe and the doorpost of the houses where they live. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Are we clear until here? He says,, because,, when the midnight hour will strike he comes to deliver the house of Jacob from Egyptian slavery. And he says when he comes to deliver the house of Jacob from the Egyptian slavery, he will also bring judgment on the gods of Egypt. The idols that were being worshipped in the land. And he said, now this, This is how they must prepare. On top of that, they must now eat bread without yeast when the midnight hour is about to strike. Bread without yeast. The Lord called me from Israel. I was doing my doctorate there. When the cloud appeared and called me, when the Lord called me, I was in Israel. For seven years I was living there. Listen to this now. Normally, there is a time in the Jewish calendar when they must not eat bread with yeast. It is during Pesach, Passover, Pesach. They do it to commemorate the deliverance from Egypt. And I remember that time, anybody that had yeast in the house, they sweep out everything that ever touched yeast. If this is a shop, and we are selling things here and that is the bread section, bread and we used to sell bread with yeast you find they have washed and washed and washed and washed and then they cover with something like that they seal that section and then when I asked the professors there why is the garbage container full? with laptop computers, flat screen TV, and coming from Kenya, I used to wonder, you say, but these things are still good. And all over the country, the garbage is full. And sofa sets, and clocks. They say that anything in the house, that ever touched used, if you cannot be sure to clean it 100%, however expensive it is, before that day of Pesach arrives, the midnight hour arrives, they said, trash it however expensive it is I was very shocked and of course in my little mind then I was saying if somebody can give me the duty of taking care of the garbage of Israel And I get a big ship. And I bring it to the port of Haifa. And load it with the garbage of Israel. And then I pass it through the Suez Canal. And I go and I pass it through Yemen here. And I start heading south. When I reach near Somalia, I move much, away, much, away, away, away away. because Because of of pirates. When I see Mombasa, I turn. I used to think like that. But listen to me, the most important thing is this. And I asked, why then? They told me, for us, we look at it as a chance to begin anew. (laughs) For us, we don't see how expensive it was. We look at it as an opportunity to begin anew. But anyhow, Jehovah told them to eat bread without yeast. And when I was in Israel during that week, I was eating matzah. Matzah is the name matzah. Matzah is very untasty, no taste. The children of Israel in Egyptian slavery. They had specific bakeries that they was, that were supplying them. They were used to bread with yeast. Now Jehovah comes and says that that bread with yeast don't touch it. It was painful because the tongue, the flesh, the tongue is used to bread sweet bread, nice bread with tea, bread with yeast. But listen to this now. On top of that, the Lord told them, you must also eat bitter herbs. When the midnight hour is about to strike. So what is it that we can borrow from there? Listen very carefully. The Lord tells the house of Jacob that when the midnight hour is about to strike, nothing else will matter to Jehovah. He's saying that when the midnight hour is coming to strike, it will not matter who was the community leader in Egypt it will not matter who used to help the community i don't know what's wrong. and he says all that will matter is that when jehovah comes to deliver israel from egypt when the midnight hour strikes all that matters Is that when Jehovah looks at Israel in Egypt and he sees the blood, the perfect blood of the perfect? then he will deliver them and pass over and not destroy them and take them out of Egyptian did you understand he's saying Harry, that at that time When the midnight hour strikes, nothing else will matter to Jehovah. Except that where they live, let it be covered by the perfect blood of the perfect Lamb of God. Now, how about the church? What does the Lord say? Let us first go to Exodus chapter 12. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 12 Let us see what I was talking about About the midnight hour And we are going to read verse 5 And two or three more verses Maybe verse 12 also and verse 29 When you are at home you can read all. This is mighty. Read it all. You can just start chapter 12 from verse 1 and read it all. And finish it. Then you will see God, what He is talking to the church. This is the mighty message of the vision of the midnight clock what a beautiful message to the church the message of the midnight hour this is powerful you don't understand the fire on my bones. On this today. is the message that prepares the church. Blessed are the nations that get to hear this before the Messiah comes. Because people are realizing that in the past we have been banking on perishables. We have been banking in the stock market. And then they collapse. We have been banking in big nice homes in Germany. And Hungary and Austria. Go Hungary, go Then now the floods come. So people begin to say, Ah, we have been banking on perishables. Now we need to bank on eternal treasures (laughs) that no floods can destroy So, this is wonderful. This is the most glorious moment in the church. That the church globally can be hungry for preparing. I I am not going to promise them checks in the mail, private aircraft big homes, I am only going to promise them the glorious eternal kingdom of God. And now they want, they want it. Exodus 12, verse 5. The animals they choose must be year old males without defect. If I were you reading this, if I were you, and I meet without defect, I would underline it. That, that is the key. Because he's saying, yeah. you can go choose animals." when the midnight hour is about to happen the animals you choose must be year old males without, without did you understand that part? Amen. that is the key, that's the message right there and he says and you may take them from the sheep of the gods Then he says verse seven, then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and the tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs, verse eight, That same night, they are to eat the meat roasted over fire, along with bitter herbs, and bread made without yeast. So you see, he is talking about the perfect blood of the perfect Lamb of God. Number two, he is talking about bitter haps, herbs, bitter herbs. and then bread without yeast. Then verse 12 and verse 29, verse 12, he says, on that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn, both men and animals, and I will bring the judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. <laughs> Verse 13. The blood will be assigned for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. I'm go I'm going to go to you see that? What was the Lord doing with Israel? The Lord was saying, and listen very carefully He was saying, that He is going out of the wrath because of sin. He is going to make sure that He offers every firstborn of Egypt for their sin. Both animals and men, even the king on the throne. But look at this, now when it comes to Israel, the house of Jacob, he was essentially saying that when they offer these Perfect blood of the perfect lamb of God. I want to jump ahead that this blood, my dear, will be synonymous, will be symbolic of the perfect blood of God. Of the perfect blood, of the perfect fast born of heaven uh, to, of he that was already offered on the cross during the laying of the foundation of the earth uh, he was saying yes. when I asked, that the offering of the perfect blood of the perfect lamb uh, that offering was the symbolism in soup. of what was about to happen. But in the spiritual realm, for the Muslim way, he knew it. When I, he had already released the darling of heaven. The firstborn in heaven. That upon his offer. Now the house of Jacob don't have to offer firstborn. He's saying now they don't have to offer because he has already prepared to offer and this is a mere symbolism of that event. Verse 29. And I'm coming to the church. I am coming to the church. Verse 29. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt. The perfect Lamb of God without blemish. The perfect Lamb of God without sin. The perfect Lamb of God, without error, without deformity. It is Jesus. It, it is Jesus. So you understand the message. So what is this clock telling the church? Yes. What is the midnight clock telling the church? it is telling the church is that hey hey this is the hour of the blood of Jesus that is the first message it is shouting to the church all over the globe from heaven from the sky the church of Christ Do you know what time it is in heaven? But this is the hour. To return to the blood of Jesus. To return to the perfect blood. The blood of redemption. The blood of salvation. The blood of healing. The blood of deliverance. The perfect blood of the perfect Lamb of God. meaning this is the time to return to the cross oh yes you must crucify you must crucify you must crucify for the blood to flow he's saying we must now return to the powerful gospel <laughs> I love these days yeah. I love these days Hallelujah. <laughs> we are back to the gospel <laughs> finally we are back <laughs> I knew and I've been all over the world with this message but I knew that at one point we must throw the line and say from this day on we cannot cross to the other side. We belong to Jesus. We belong to the cross. We belong to the blood. That is the message. Let me move on. The Lord is saying that when the clock is there and that clock is screaming, shouting, 11.59 11.59 p.m. Shouting one minute to midnight. He's saying, in other words, come like it was in Egypt, that when the midnight hour strikes, we find ourselves now, at the same place Israel was, She was waiting for the clock to strike and the miraculous deliverance. And now we find ourselves at the same place. Where we also, hallelujah, are waiting for the midnight deliverance. We know that the Messiah comes at midnight. But the message is the same. He's however, when the midnight hour will strike, nothing else will matter to the Lord. Oh Lord, I used to plant many churches. Oh Lord, I baptized many people. Oh Lord, you know, I was preaching in church. Oh Lord, I was praying for people and they were getting healed. Oh Lord, I was, I served for 40 years in church. Oh Lord, I used to dance in the worship. Oh Lord, I played the keyboard. He's saying that when the midnight hour strike, nothing else matters to Jehovah. But the only thing that will now matter is that when he comes, heart, he looks at the bride, he looks at the church, and finds that she is covered by the perfect blood command, of the perfect name of God. Did you understand the message? You understood the message? He's saying, that this is the hour to be fully covered by the blood of Jesus. But listen to this now. The Lord told me, go, 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 quickly, go quickly to go, them. Go, don't delay, go. I saw myself the aircraft in And I saw myself entering the aircraft in the dream. And I came. And he said, When you get there, go straight to the house of the Lord. And when you enter the house of the Lord, go to the altar and ask the following questions. Ask them the Church of Christ in Botswana. I see the midnight clock is already in position. Church of Christ in Botswana. One minute to midnight, heaven time. And you know, we cannot translate, we don't know what that means to the earth. I told you the vision on 3rd of May 2007. Because the Bible says nobody knows the day or the hour. But the message from the clock, we understand. For me, the Lord revealed to me the secret of heaven. And He said, by the way, for your information, Here it is one minute to midnight. Which means it is going to strike any moment. But to translate it using a mathematical formula, physics formula, the speed of light converted, I don't know that. To convert it to the earthly time, I don't know. Whether it is ten years, Two years, one week from today, I really don't know. Even the Messiah does not know. Even the angels don't know. But the message that the clock is screaming to the church, that I know. The first message the clock is saying to the church in Botswana, He's saying, hey, are you aware, the time is over. That's why you see in the vision, the Lord speaks to his prophets in visions because he arrests them. So if you panic, which means God has made you panic meaning when For, I come to tell you in Botswana the Lord expects you to panic that when you panic whatever you now do from today you will do it in panic and in a hurry but listen what the Lord is saying He's, He's saying God straight to the house and stand at the altar, and ask Botswana the following question. Are you really covered by the blood of the Lamb? Let me repeat this. well, ask them, ever since you received the Lord church of Christ in Botswana are you really covered by the perfect blood of the perfect Lamb of God because that is the only thing that will matter and so the Lord is asking that ever since you received Jesus Are you really covered by the perfect blood of the perfect Lamb of God? But the question is this. How can the Lord send me to ask the house of the Lord whether they are covered by the blood of Jesus? Which means the Lord is saying, He has watched the church for many years the church in Botswana and he has found out that she is not covered by the blood let us begin to talk now why would the Lord say that because of the scripture I read in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verses 4 to 6 and it is also in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26 to 31 it is also in 2nd Peter chapter 2 verses 19 to 22 2nd Peter is even rough he says that if we become born again and then recycle to sin He says, we are like the dog which has vomited. And gone back to eating the 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 vomit. vomit. That is a very cruel statement. And he says, we are like a A a pig that has been washed and clean. And and then you go back to the dirty, stinky mud, turning around in the mud. That's what he says. So, listen to me. Why would the Lord send me to Botswana to ask Botswana whether she indeed is covered by the perfect blood of the perfect Lamb of God. It's because of those scriptures. But I can summarize those scriptures into one thing. In those scriptures, the Lord is saying, that number one Jesus will never go back to Calvary again number two he's saying that the perfect blood of the perfect Lamb of God is the ultimate sacrifice there is not another one there is no greater sacrifice meaning heaven, heaven heaven already released the highest power heaven already released the highest power the highest amount of power ever existed to deliver man so if you are not delivered by that highest power that is up to you Okay. Why then should I ask? Because of the following. When somebody is covered by the perfect blood of Jesus, when they are a thief, a thief with guns, a guns, tag, with guns, illegal guns That's already covered. and they receive the Lord and they are covered by that perfect blood shed at Calvary look at what happens their identity changes they were the son of the world they were sons, sons and daughters of the world. And now they become sons and daughters of heaven. Number two. They were children of darkness. And instant, they become children of the wonderful light. Listen this. They were immoral. Laughing at men, men. Looking for men or looking for women. Whichever the case. When they come in here, the identity has changed. They liked watching certain movies. Movie movie. movie. You know we are developed, we have to weekend this for movies. Hey, they like watching certain movies all of a sudden they say you know what me, um, that, that thing does not even touch me anymore i'm not even interested i never even tuned to it again it is a sudden switch which demonstrates the ultimate power of the perfect blood of Jesus. They were dressing out there, leaving their chests open, for, for men men to see their nakedness a little bit. And the t-shirts here, for men to see the navel, uh, and the jeans is tight. Uh, for people to see so their anatomy. That they may last at her. But when the perfect blood of Jesus touched her, her identity changed. Now she is supposed to be dressing holy you can develop a physical list a piece of paper and you draw a line in the middle and you say before the blood underline, headline, headline before the blood another headline here after the blood then you say then you say was smoking if you have to be honest do it alone if you find he is still smoking How can I answer? then there is a problem you are not covered by the blood of the lamb number two watched pornography if you go to this side after the blood And you see, still a little bit watching pornography. You are not covered by the perfect blood of the perfect Lamb of God. Dressed immoral you can literally draw down everything about your life not for somebody, for you alone, for you in your house alone, wherever you are and then you will ask yourself am I really delivered and covered by the blood of the lamb do you understand why the lord sends me here absolutely because the Lord has sent me to ask the church in Botswana how can you be a deliverer When you yourself, you are not yet delivered. How can you deliver the nation? When you yourself, you are not delivered. When you are not rebuking sin. Your daughters have no fear of the Lord. They are walking around, they are singing in the church. They are throwing bottles and doing things. But And the dressing is immoral of the Eh, young men, young men. eh, I was talking about the young women. Now I'm talking about the young men. Even the mature women in church, you cannot get close to them when you're preaching. The breasts are naked. Did you understand? That's then you are not covered by the perfect blood how of the this? perfect Lamb of God. I came to tell you the truth and only the truth will bring you to the kingdom of God. This dispensation before the rapture, is the dispensation of the truth. That is the only way to prepare. But immediately after the rapture, it will be the dispensation of deception. Did you understand why the truth has come? Some of your mini scratch, you need to cut them and throw them. Don't even give them away as gifts. Are we talking about another salvation versus another one? Pastors, today pastors, you have been given power to go back to church and rebuke sin. If they want to live, It is okay, let them just leave. When they are leaving, then you need to tighten the gospel. Because then you know you are really preaching the truth. Because when the truth becomes painful, then you know now I am preaching the truth. It is better you have... Seven families in your church who are going to heaven than 10,000 members who are going to hell. Did you understand? Oh yes. Yes. The kingdom of God is not democratic. There are no civil rights there. They are not there the kingdom of heaven is following one command from the Lord of hosts and the command is to be holy for he is holy let me move on the message of the midnight clock listen to this now he says That they must eat bread without yeast. If you look at the church in Botswana, I don't know what is the problem. I always have a serious problem. Because every time you go to a country and you find that she is improving, developing a little bit, she's really trying, getting there trying yeah. to get there, developing a bit, the roads are now good, the vehicles look nice, the incomes are good. Every time you get to such a country, how live, Then I don't know what happened. It, it normally breaks my heart very much, one of whom, and actually disgusts me. Every time a country starts to feel a little better, a little uh, nafu, a little what, a little uh, developing now, starting to get into some space breathing well no more pressures you're just starting to feel well then you find that the fear of the Lord always goes down it always breaks my heart because I'm asking this why listen precious people if you look at the bread that is being preached in Gaberone They have taken yeast and used it to caramelize, caramel, caramelize the bread. So that they may fulfill the Bible. Because the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, that in those last days, They will preach a gospel unto them that would love the itching and the tingling of the flesh the ear. They will preach a gospel that is sweet to the ears. But in the days before the Messiah come, they will preach a gospel that the sheep want to hear, they love to hear. They, 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 they move crowds, they move crowds, they, they move crowds, you know. When they are preaching it, women are running, leaving sandals. They, they leave their shoes there. Women are running, signing cheques <laughs> and throwing cheques on the altar. The Bible says that that is the gospel that will be preached in this day. Do you know the meaning of yeast? If you add a little yeast onto the dough, it swells, so it represents a lot of space with air, so much air. It swells, but the way it is less. Yeast is inflation. Yeast is corruption. Yeast is inflammation. They will Uh, preach an inflammatory gospel. Yeast is infection. Yeast is defilement. Yeast is sin. Do you understand that's why today if you watch christian tv if you look at the worship worship alone worship, you find women there with short dresses and it's entertainment they are entertaining the clients someone like me i don't want to go there because if I go there probably they lose all their clients because I come with fire and I'm holding a sword and when I see a tumor I, one, uh, I, I cut, I like and, I a cut. Tumor. and I take a fork and I remove and I throw it down, down there, there. That is what I do. Because I know the lies of the devil. He wants the church in Botswana to go to hell. Did you understand me? And that's why I'm saying that there is so much yeast in the bread. If you follow the gospel being preached in South Africa, they are preaching now The Gospel of Financial Wealth Transfer. They are saying that soon, the world will bring you a lot of money. So you need to sow a big seed. Only those who sow a big seed will get it. And so, they are preparing the church. To live well and comfortable on the earth. And, and, and they say that the rapture will not take place. Nobody should worry. And they say that, uh, they said Heaven does not need you. Stay here. And they say it. Only the weak people who are useless here might be needed in heaven, but the normal who are doing well, the heaven wants you here. Oh boy, that really cut my heart. It sent me running because I realized that the false prophets are also doing the run. Listen to me precious people. The gospel being preached today is the gospel where the pastor stands here he looks at somebody coming and he says Asha, please receive the guest and if you are dressed very nicely How a person. they ask have you given the guest a good parking pastor he is driving a Mercedes and then you say uh, please sit down give, give the guest a seat and then the pastor begins to preach. He begins to preach towards the guests. Preaching to the guests. That is the loathsomeness. That is the shame that the priesthood in Botswana has become. They are preaching for this for stomach. And that is an absolute shame that we can preach for the stomach. That is an absolute shame because the highest calling in the land is the calling of the Lord. When the Lord sent me to a place called Kakamega. And I did not know the Lord was actually using me to repeat the Bible. And so I I was in the hotel lobby. And the pastors, they told me, wait, wait, don't come. They were talking with me and saying, the stadium is about to be full. Just wait a little bit. Later, I found out they were taking an offering there. Anyway, but let's say this. So, as I was sitting with them there, I began to talk to my assistant. And I told him, my son, the crusade is going to be awesome. But can you go out and check for me? Is there any cloud coming to rain? And so, I did not know what was happening at that time. So he went. And he came back and said, Man of God, there is no rain. We are going to have a perfect crusade. As I talked to the pastors again, Again, the Lord showed it to me right there. I saw myself in that condition again. And I asked my assistant, my son, can you go back and check, is there any cloud coming to rain? That time, I did not know the Lord was doing something, repeating the Bible. (laughs) Because I was simply worried that the rain will make the people run away from the (laughs) crusade. That time, Kenya did not know me. I was a new person. Listen to this. Then I asked again my assistant, go, separately to go, to go. He kept saying there is no cloud. Then we went to the stadium. When we were at the stadium, and I was preaching about the coming of the Messiah, announcing this, I was making the announcement that the Messiah is coming. We now need to prepare. I was announcing that the Messiah is coming. And listen to this somebody. As I did so, standing on the altar, and the pastors have told me that it has not rained in Kakamega for a long time. So don't worry, we will have a successful crusade. So when I was at the altar, the sunny summer day, when I was saying, holiness, return to holiness, and then all of a sudden I began to say, that the nations of the earth, Uh, they will know that this meeting has taken place here but I do worry all the nations of the earth and then all of a sudden I found myself commanding heaven to open and in less than one minute heaven opened and rain fell listen to this only in the stadium and the presence of the stadium and it was amazing because it was raining and sunshine also and people were being slayed by the Holy Spirit listen why have I said this because I said power was given to the church Power was not given to Sadik Sadiq Sadik countries Sadiq. Power was not given to Komesa. Power was not left with the AU. Mata hai kuhole African Union power was not left with the EU EU. Hai kuhole European Union. So power was not given to the United Nations Security Council. Mata United Nations. But it Israelite power was not given to the World Bank, the IMF. Mata Bank uan Power was given to the church. Mata ahiweke reke when there is no rain the united nations security council they cannot hold a meeting and pass out a resolution that says let there be rain but the church the church can say jehovah let there be rain and it will rain Did you understand the meaning of that? And that's why I'm saying, you cannot destroy for the Lord by putting yeast on the powerful bread, the powerful uncompromised bread. This bread here, you cannot add any sweetness to this. Any chocolate, ice cream, and caramel. To, ice cream to and caramelize, caramelize it. it so it is. So very sweet. That is what the church is doing today. They fear to teach the uncompromised word that delivers the church. They are preaching a sweet message because they are trying to keep a lot of sheep for money. And he told Israel, you must eat bitter herbs. When I was living in Israel for seven years, they used to invite me to those dinners, to the midnight that opens up the Pesach, the Passover holiday and uh, at that dinner the bread was much very hard, no taste and then the bitter herb was there we could put it on salt or something and you ate it and then they said we must do this lest we forget If you look at the church today, she's suffering from spiritual amnesia. She's suffering from a unique, acute form of forgetfulness. She's very quick to forget where the Lord removed her from. If you find the church in Botswana, They say, but me, I just want to be happy. You know, the more developed they become, that's what they say. Me, I'm just looking for happiness. Me, I just want to be where I am happy. Because Because I like that church because the pastor makes me happy. There is something very sick in the church then. Right? The pastor, when he preaches, I feel so happy. I laugh. He really makes me happy. I I, I want to go there. He makes me very happy. You know, in some countries in Europe, I have not met them, but I was told, if you preach against sin, because they say, you are putting too much pressure on people. So they, they, they will go to psychologists, they say, I'm depressed, I am suicidal because my pastor is putting too much pressure. The same thing in Botswana. If you preach the gospel of prosperity, how? full, 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 full Full church full, full, full full church full Full. and that is what the Lord is saying he's saying that the scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 he's saying that the church is supposed to live a separated life and he's saying it does not matter what people think He's saying, we are Christians, Christ, Christians, Christians, followers of Christ, if Jesus was rejected by this dark world, even the church of Christ, that walks in righteousness, must Be rejected by this dark world. Did you understand? The pastors. I know you belong to pastors' fellowship but I warn you against those fellowships pastors I know you want to belong get some comfort together comfort so you belong to pastors fellowships but listen to me I warn you against those fellowships because most of those fellowships their agenda is not Christ Number two, the agenda is not revival. Number three, the agenda is not preparing the bride. They are saying. evangelist is coming from america we need to meet together and have lunch together i found them doing that in kenya and i rebuked them severely when you come from europe or america and you want to do a crusade in kenya there is a financial requirement You have to give the chairman of the pastor's fellowship. And he has to invite all the pastors in one hotel. They eat lunch. And then they begin to tell you the stadium will cost this. The what will cost this. So it is about money. And then they say in Swahili Kula Pesa Kula in Swahili. Meaning let us eat the white man's money. When I began repentance, I rebuked them, and finally, they came out to repent in public. So I warn you against the pastor's fellowship. You'd rather stand alone. And prepare the church for the kingdom of God. Look, look at me. I stood alone because I found out that the message I preached is not popular with them. In fact, they sent one of the leading bishops in the land to come to me. And he told me the bishops are saying that they hear you, they hear you. They hear you. They hear you. Who, yeah. They're saying, please tone it down. Yeah, who yeah, yeah, cut, cut it down. Did you understand? Did you understand? But, but when they thought I was walking alone, only later they found that I was walking very close with the Lord here. Do you understand? At that time they used to say, ah. How many members does he have in his church? Forget about him. Don't listen to him. Now this ministry in Kenya alone, Kenya alone, alone. the The churches, now more than 10 million people, 10 million, 10 million, who are being prepared in holiness and righteousness. So I am saying, To Botswana, that yes, it is possible to walk alone and experience revival. Don't go into the corrupt fellowship of pastors. You rather walk alone. For me, it's different. My calling is different. I can walk alone. Even you, the sheep. Make sure that you don't get the associations that draw you to sin. That is what he meant by bitter herbs. He's saying we too must suffer the rejection that Jesus suffered. Jesus Christ Himself. When he spoke about the midnight hour, what did the Lord say? That is what I want to handle right now. The Lord Jesus himself, when he was speaking about the rapture of the church, he gave a parable and he said, It is like. The ten virgins who were waiting for the midnight hour, Matthew 25, verse 1 to verse 13, hallelujah, praise the Lord, there is a lot of work to pray. So I always wonder why the corruption in the church Why should pastors preach something else You can just imagine so much work There is so much that the church needs to know We cannot finish Where is time to say, run with man at the feet of the Apostle? Let man be man. And let God be God. When he said, "Hari, don't worry, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? How will I reach? Where will I sleep? He who says that is the living God. If He can provide, if He can provide for the birds that have no granary, how about you, his janu. He will provide for you without corruption. Now, Matthew 25, Matthew 25. verses 1 to 13. Uh, Again, verse 1 to 13. Matthew 25, 1 to 13. Matthew 25, 1 to 13. I am reading Matthew 25, 1 to 13. He says, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise however took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they were all drowsy and fell asleep. Verse five. Right now the church of Christ in Botswana is in verse five. botswana, The bridegroom is long time in coming. She is long time in coming. And everybody has become tired, drowsy, fallen asleep. And in Matthew 13, which we are not reading here, he says, When the church falls asleep. The devil comes and sows the bad seed. So that the seed, the wheat, and the wheat may grow together. Did you understand? Verse 6. He says, At midnight, the cry rang out, Here is the bridegroom, come out. To meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones say to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him, into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Verse 11 says, Later the others also came, Sir, Sir, they said, open for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I do not know you. Mora go ghatla makgarebe a mangwe are morena morena me bulele mme abafetserare ammaro ri kyaloraya ga ke lo keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour Everybody focus on me now. This is very profound. This is extremely significant. What is the Lord saying to the church about the midnight hour? Number one, he is saying that the groom comes at the midnight hour we cannot change that. Number two, he is saying that the events, the rollout of events towards the midnight hour will cause there to be two churches. He gave the prophecy of two churches. He said there will be a foolish church and a wise church. And he says that all the two become sleepy, become drowsy, tired, and fall asleep. The two churches in this hour, he says, they will all fall asleep. But what matters At the event, after the announcement that the bridegroom is coming. They all wake up and find that their lamps have gone out, died. And when they find that their lamps have died, then you see that at that time, the original oil that they had, both of them, it does not matter which one, The original oil is not sufficient to keep the lamps burning. It is exhausted. Depleted. And now, that That moment requires extraneous support. That uh, that moment requires external support. And now we know where that support comes from. The difference between the wise and the foolish virgins, is that the wise virgins enter they enter the kingdom of God the foolish virgins will not let me put it differently (laughs) the difference is that the wise church enters he was using five virgins to express the fellowship of the body the fellowship of the church that goes but the wise church enters yet the foolish church remains now let us look at this what is the difference between the two the wise and the foolish church what is it that makes the wise judge to enter, and the foolish not to enter. It is the jar of oil. We know that the flow of the olive oil, <inaudible> we know that the olive oil, super. <inaudible> the flow of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so that already tells you that the wise church will be wise in these days because of the Holy Spirit. And that tells you that he is talking about Ezekiel 47 verse 1 to verse 6 that means he's talking about Ezekiel chapter 47 verse 1 to verse 6 and he's talking about Revelation chapter 6 verses 5 and 6 the scriptures that celebrate the anointing of the Holy Spirit this hour. The scriptures like Haggai chapter two, verses six to verse ten. The scriptures like Joel chapter two, verses twenty-eight to thirty-two. The scriptures that describe and celebrate. The last anointing, the latter anointing. So he's saying that when this hour would come, where we are now? When the Messiah is about, the midnight hour is about. There would be two churches. Two types of churches. One church which is flowing in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, <inaudible> that means, that is a revival church. <inaudible> She's experiencing the last revival, which was denoted as the revival of the Holy Ghost. <inaudible> as the revival of the Holy Spirit. <inaudible> and so look at this now. <inaudible> when the Holy Spirit in Ezekiel 47 comes to the church, how forty seven. He says, and the man led me to a river that was ankle deep. Ankle. And then he says, Then he measured off another thousand cubits. He measured off another thousand cubits. And he led me to water that was to the knee. He measured off another thousand cubits. And he led me to water that was to the waist. He measured off another thousand cubits. And he led me to water. It had now become a river. A river that I could not cross, I could not cross. And if you follow the way, he's saying, even if you swim it, you go in the direction of the current. And there, he is describing the latter anointing that will come to the house. And he's saying, That that river is the river of life that flows from behind the throne room of God. The Lord has taken me into heaven and I have stood right before the throne of God when I I was giving the prophecies of the global economic crisis the bloodshed in the Arab world the prophecy of the four apocalyptic horsemen on each occasion before the Lord released the horsemen he brought me Before the throne. I have been before the throne of God. But listen to me. He showed me behind the throne. And I saw the river that is flowing. So listen to me very carefully. Ezekiel is describing. The river of life the life-giving Spirit of the Lord that flows from the throne of God into the house of the Lord and is describing the increased capacity of the church to partake of the last anointing without limit in that way, it will fulfill the scripture that the latter anointing, the glory of this house, will be higher than the former rain. Listen to me, precious people. That Spirit of the Lord, that Holy Spirit, who, that Holy Spirit who flows. From behind the throne room, he brings one thing and one only to the church. He brings the wisdom of God to the church. And if you go to the book of Job chapter 28, verse 28, 28. Job 28, 28. Job 28, 28. He says, Behold, it is the fear of the Lord, which is wisdom. So you can already understand, that when the Holy Spirit comes, He brings to the church, the fear of the Lord. So you say, I cannot do this, because I fear the Lord. Did you understand? Did you understand the 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 difference between the two churches? The prophecy Jesus gave two churches. He He said there would be two churches. And he said that the first church would be a foolish church. A church which is in drought. A church which does not have the flow. There is no rain. There is no Holy Spirit. And the second church would be the wise church. The church that is enjoying the flow of the anointing of the Holy Spirit at this hour. And it's so humongous, it is so massive. That when the Lord sends me, there is no more praying. When the Lord just brings me to the stadium, then you see cripples, deaf, blind, everybody get up. It's unbelievable, it's tremendous. Without prayer, it is shocking even to me. All he says, you announce on radio before you go. One month, two months before. And I keep telling them when the Lord will just bring me, then you see a tremendous visitation. But that church has one important characteristic that anointing brings the fear. Of the Lord inside that church. So when Jesus was giving the prophecy of the midnight hour. And then when he shows me now. When the Lord God his father shows me the midnight clock. The message is clear. He's he saying. Are that this is the hour of the Holy Spirit in the church. But I want to visit another thing there that the Lord raised regarding the midnight hour he raised the fact that there would be two lamps burning in the church I know some people have come to Botswana from South Africa, Zimbabwe, Ghana, Nigeria they have come I know they have come from all over USA and they have told you all The Lord loves you. Just stay in peace. He's coming to bless you. You must sow a big seed. So they have given another message. And yet, for me here, Jehovah is speaking with me and he's telling me, run there, tell them to repent and be holy because I am about to take the church. Two lamps burning in the church. If you listen to people, sometimes they say, They say, They say the tongues of the devil. There are only two tongues. Either the tongues of the Holy Spirit or the tongues of the devil. In church they are speaking false tongues in Botswana and they are giving false prophecy are you not surprised I was surprised that the foolish virgins were told to go buy oil. And they indeed went and bought oil. How can you buy the Holy Spirit? Did you understand? Have you understood the message of the cross? And he's saying that the foolish virgins, before they go, before the foolish church, goes to buy oil they will come to the wise church and ask for oil that is what jehovah describes in revelation chapter 6 verses 5 to 6. when i was giving the prophecy of the black horse The prophecy of the global economic crisis coming. I stood at the throne. The Lord took me and I stood before the throne and I saw the third creature and I saw the release of the black horse. But you see that in that release Jehovah speaks to the rider of the black horse says, when you go down there if you find those who are barely surviving on bread. They cannot even get bread. They are in famine, barely surviving. He says, make things worse for them. Such that a quart of wheat becomes equal to one day's wage and yet we know that a quart of wheat is just enough wheat for one person the hebrew definition is enough wheat for one person for one day so that means People go to work, but they cannot feed the whole family. And yet, he's telling the rider of the black horse. However, if you get a church, if you get those who are in the oil and the wine, preserve them protect them, do not damage, do not destroy them, meaning protect them, that is the same oil Jesus is talking about in Matthew 25, but the church in drought, is the one in Amos chapter 8 verse 11 to 12, oh yes, when the Lord speaks, it is very deep it is one vision of the clock even me he had to come back and reveal to me step by step day after day more and more about the meaning of this so you see it's very deep hallelujah amen And you don't need to go to Bible college. Only the Holy Spirit is the teacher. There is no other teacher than Him. Absolutely, only the Lord revealed to me. Now, the book of Amos chapter 8, 11 and 12. 11 and 12. 11 and 12 i told you there is work there is no time for fooling around in the church you can imagine the amount of information you have received today you can then use it to prepare even if i never come back here the lord will now help you Hallelujah. Amos chapter 8, 11 and 12. Amos 8, 11 and 12. He says, that, The days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Is Men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. What is he saying there? in Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 to verse 13 twenty-five, when Jesus spoke about the midnight hour we see that he centralized the Holy Spirit in other words he was telling us that the Holy Spirit is the one who has been delegated with the responsibility of preparing a glorious bride and presenting. And then you find him saying, shall that however, there will be the danger of plunder. The anointing for preparing for the coming of the Lord. The foolish virgins go to beg. The wise virgins refuse. Meaning, preparedness cannot be shared. You cannot say, come, let me share with you, so we prepare together. That is one thing you see from there. And you also see the apportionment of the anointing of the Holy Spirit by God is very person-specific the apportionment he decides what level to give this one what level you cannot share but then he gives the prophecy of the two churches the wise church receiving the flow from the throne of God of the wisdom of God and then the foolish church that is in drought that is in famine